0: Than this. The only thing that could be better than this is welcome in Ricky Sanders from dailyroto.com. Ricky, what's going on?
1: Nothing. It's been an interesting night in the majors tonight. I think the last I looked on the MLB Strike Zone channel, there were 23 homers. But yet, it's still sort of a low-scoring night in fantasy. So there's been there's been a bunch of guys who who've all homered at the same position, and there's been some obscure guys. So it's so it's an interesting night so far with uh, a few aces left still to pitch. Well, I think you forgot one
0: aspect of the low scores. There's a lot of players out there with negative pitching scores.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, Annabelle Sanchez <laughs> just got absolutely. There's a lot
0: on. of. There's a lot of teams out there in two-pitcher leagues that have Anibal Sanchez and Francisco Lariano.
1: Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. That's uh, I mean, that's taking away a homer and a half from your team and trying to win from there. It's just uh, nearly impossible to do.
0: So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm one of those guys with a, a loaded gun left. I have, I didn't get killed yet by any pitchers, And i got James Shields left in my uh, repertoire, so hopefully he comes up with a big one tonight. Um, It's interesting because tonight was the first night of uh, a tournament over at rotogrinders.com where they have uh, 85. Names very familiar in the industry, and the first night here, there's a lot of guys getting absolutely crushed uh, in the opening night because of some bad pitching, and the highest score is only at 60 right now over at fantasyaces.com. Usually need about 130 to win one of those. Uh, so we're late in the night, and we only have a 60 at the top score right now.
1: <laughs> well, I assume a bunch have Shields left, and I'm I'm not 100% aware of the scoring, but I'm sure he will 60%. carry... 60%. Ah, ah, so yeah, there you go. I mean, at home against the strikeout-prone Cubs team, I'm sure he'll get you up near that, uh, you know, 120, 130 number. He should, uh, at least I think, he's going to put up a big number tonight. I think he'll have... The strikeouts, you know, and the solid outings. So, you know, someone will emerge there with, with a decent score. It's not all the gloom and doom tonight. Again, the offense has showed up in a big way.
0: In a big way to absolutely get it done. Of course, Ricky Sanders can read over at DailyRoto. dot com all basketball season long. So, Ricky, I got to ask it: Do the Cavaliers have anything left uh, to actually go out and try to uh, compete for this? chance to go to the finals, or Atlanta Hawks going to pass to the finals?
1: Oh, man. Well, obviously not having love hurts, but I think the thing that's hurting more right now is the fact that Kyrie Irving, you know, is playing injured, and you might as well just, you know, not have him the way Della has been playing. You know, Irving's been kind of ago on defense, but... I'm of the belief that as long as you have LeBron James and and you know Amon Shumpert has been stepping up in these playoffs, I I think it's kind of a tall order at this point, especially when you're going against a team-oriented team like the Atlanta Hawks. But I still think you know LeBron James, he gets all the superstar calls. He's going to do everything he can. I, I think. I would put my money on the Cavs, although I don't feel nearly as good about it as I did you know, before Irving was hurting. I still think that he just does so much, and the, you know, the Atlanta Hawks really just don't have that one superstar. I think they squeak by him, but it will be interesting.
0: It's going to be interesting tomorrow, this one afternoon game. Oakland A's, Houston Astros, 210 Eastern. Jesse Hahn versus Dallas Keuchel. I'm a little surprised that I have an 8 total in this 150. I thought it would be lower, but Oakland gets a park shift there, but Dallas Keuchel's a guy that keeps the ball on the ground, and Jesse Hahn, not a bad pitcher himself.
1: No, but I think that they're expecting the Astros to score some runs here, because the way to, to get the Astros out is through the strikeout and, you know, you look at Jesse Hahn against righties in his career, you know, over well over 50 innings, 25 strikeouts. So if he's letting them put the ball in play, they have a lot of guys who hit the ball hard. We know George Springer, Evan Gaddis, Chris Carter. So I think that Vegas thinks, and I definitely think that if you're playing the day slate tomorrow, you want some of those, you know, Astros bats because I don't think Jesse Hahn has himself too good of a start.
0: And then you go to the night slate, and you start off with the Angels and the Blue Jays. Awful disappointment in the Blue Jays' effort tonight against the left-hander, uh, Hector Santiago. But they get the guy that I've talked about on this podcast before, the slowest mile-per-hour of any major league pitcher That I can remember. 83 miles an hour averaging with Jared Weaver. And not a big finesse guy either because he's throwing 50% fastballs. He faces Drew Hutchinson. This is a nine total. Uh, This one should be one you get all excited about tomorrow because other than the Colorado game, we've got two nine totals, the same two we had today Toronto and LA and Boston and Texas.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, just because the Blue Jays disappointed today and we know that they kill the lefties. Doesn't mean that you should, you know, lay off tomorrow once they face Jared Weaver in a slow fastball. As you've mentioned, I think that the Blue Jays' bats are going to be the better play in this one. Even though I'm not a Hutchison fan at all, just tell me that the Angels have been one of the most miserable teams in terms of, you know, weighted on base average against opposing right-handed pitchers. So I'm going to trust the stats here. I still would use... Obviously, some of their bigger bats, you know, Trout, you can never really go wrong. But the Blue Jays, you know, the middle of their order, I think they're pretty much all in play uh, against Jared Weaver in a park that's pretty, you know, receptive to homers and runs scored as a whole. I wouldn't be shy for their one through six at all. Then you have
0: Seattle and Baltimore, Aronis, Elias, and Che, Meng, Wang. How's that? (laughs) Way, Man, Chen, Chen, Wang, Wang. I just offended every Japanese person that ever listens to this podcast. How many of those are there? (laughs) Wei (laughs) Yan Chen is his actual name, folks. Wei Yen (laughs) Chen. I sorry about that. It's late at night, sometimes we get a little silly. I am drinking Diet Coke only though. I wanna point that out. Wei (laughs) Yan Chen tonight. You know, it's interesting when you look at this. Of course Nelson Cruz gonna be the top of the radar for everybody, as he was tonight against the lefty Chen. And from the Baltimore side of things, uh, you gotta look at Adam Jones here, it was an eight and a half total, but neither of these pitches can be played in this awesome park for ball players to go in there and bash their feelings out.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I kind of think Elias has, has pitched over his head. I think he's probably the better pitcher of the two even though the numbers don't show but i agree with you i mean you look at these they're both kind of middle of the road teams against lefties but i think vegas is showing us that this game atmosphere really is going to be better than you think and i think that the orioles have a couple of guys that i like to use especially against the lefties i mean delman young is one that stands out that you play the platoon split you know steve pierce has a good history uh you mentioned adam jones and even J.J. J. Hardy is a guy that I like to play for cheap, so I think... Uh, yeah, he's not as cheap him? as
0: I thought he would be coming back from the injury. i got to look tomorrow. He's a guy that I always keen on for my cheap shortstop because last year he couldn't hit any home runs. He would get hits every game. He hit like 279 for the shortstop position. It was a good play last year, but he's a little, he's a little more expensive for a guy coming off the injury.
1: Yeah, I mean, shortstop's usually tough. If he's middle of the road, I still think he's worth a little bit of consideration, you know, at home. But I think on the other side, Justin Ruggiano's a guy that if he's in the lineup, you know, he's the lefty killer. You mentioned Cruz. Ricky Weeks, if he's in the lineup, are worth consideration. I like the Oriole Bats better, I think, uh, if you're going to go that route.
0: Got the Twins and the Pirates going at Mike Pelfrey and Jeff Locke. Now, Pelfrey's a guy that people like drool over, like they want to absolutely go out and throw all their light But the Pittsburgh Pirates are not one of those teams that I'd ever be comfortable stacking, and especially in an environment in Pittsburgh, which is good pitching. And we've seen what happened tonight to a left-handed pitcher, Francisco Lariano. Uh Doge's always in play. Trevor Plouffe's always in play. Torrey Hunt is always in play. Uh, Vargas gets sent to the minors, so he's not going to be in play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think people need to start giving these Twins respect against left-handed pitchers. I think coming into tonight, uh, they were hitting 288 against left-handed pitching. They go from facing Liriano to Locke, which is definitely downgrade in terms of talent. I think that you could stack t- you know, both teams' bats in this one, to be quite honest, and I definitely love the Twins. I think if you're not even considering Dozier and Cash against lefties, you're you're doing DFS wrong at this point. You know, Altuve and Ooh. Dozier against lefties are really, you know, in Cash games, the guys that I love to go to, and they've really been getting it done. Uh, you mentioned Tory Hunter as well. And then, you know, looking at the Pirates' side, you mentioned Mike Pelfrey, awesome, awesome, awesome. If you're a DFS owner, awful if you are a uh, Twins fan. You know McCutcheon, Walker, Alvarez, Hart, Marte. You know you can consider pretty much their one through six because I don't think Pelfrey's any good. I don't particularly love that Pirates offense, but I think you know against a bad pitcher they can get it done. But again, you know looking at this game, those those Twins lefty killers are, are the guys you want to play.
0: It's Tony Cicada. Ricky Sanders from DailyRoto.com. We're going to take a quick break and come back and tell you all about the day and night slate. We only have one game, thank God. I hate when it's one game, but sometimes, you know what, you've got to go through hate to get to love. Stay tuned for more Daily Daily Roto. Welcome back to the Roto Experts with Ricky Sanders. And, of course, you can see us on the Fantasy Sports Network, DailyRoto.com, Podbean, iTunes. Come into a theater near you, Ricky. It's not going to be an adult theater, though, so don't get your hopes up. Uh,
1: Then what's the point? <laughs> Can, all right, man. My man, Winoa, got
0: a single. I got him in from minimum price around the industry tonight. I went with the dude from, uh, you know, alphabetically he's last in Major League Baseball.
1: <laughs> there are no Z's left in base. Oh, there's a Zim- no, Z. No, there are. Uh, uh, that's not factually correct. but yeah, uh, Zim- This man. game scared me. This game scared me with the weather last second. The the forecast kind of shift. Oh. Uh, uh, I think you're going to be the big winner here. It's already 3-3 in the fourth. I yeah, think, I'm not, uh, I'm not, on I don't have that many guys. So I got Rosario,
0: Wainoa, Gonzalez, um, those three guys. I took some of the Phillies out. I had Utley in there, and I had um, Ruiz in there, and I shifted things around, and I, I went with the Rockies there. Uh, Cago, Rosario, Wainoa, and I have Tulowitzki in some lineups. Uh, so I do have uh, Rockies, but I I removed the Phillies there, and it's going to be interesting. I couldn't get uh, the young Mikel Franco in my lineup tonight because Donaldson and Beltre were must plays.
1: Yeah, his price, especially on DraftKings, uh, I, I mean it was an eye opener. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing that he was in the top three. So while I liked him, I agree with you. I mean there were other plays, and he was even you know my second favorite third base play in the same game. You know I liked Arenado better than I liked him. So I think you had to pass on him tonight. And if you did, you know, Donaldson gave you that homer, and uh, Beltran gave you at least one hit. So I think you were fine.
0: Adam Warren, Jordan Zimmerman, go at it. This is a surprise to me. Uh, Zimmerman's only a 135 favorite, a 7.5 total here. The Yankees just continue to get it done, though. With some, I mean, lefty on lefty tonight, and they got it done. It's a good hitting offense.
1: The starter that I have listed is AJ Cole. Was that? Has he been scratched or? Are well, we on... you know
0: what? When I get the overnight lines, sometimes they do have the incorrect pitchers. So we're going to call this one with Cole uh, on this one because I just checked it, and you're correct. Last night we didn't know about Jared Kositz Vertigo either.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it definitely changes the matchup for me with Cole instead of Zimmerman. You know, oh, absolutely. The, Oh yeah, I think the Yankees have a bunch of bats that hit righties well. You know, starting with A. Rod, who should be back in the lineup tomorrow. The weird thing is the Nationals are favored at this one, so I would have to expect that they think this is going to be another high-scoring game. The Nationals are, are top six in terms of weighted on-base average against righties, so I think you can play the usuals. I mean, Bryce Harper's on absolute fire. You know, Ramos has been on fire, so the Nationals lineup has actually, you know, got some ways you can go too. I think uh, you know, we've mentioned some games that I like slightly better, but with a guy like A. J. Cole in there who's kind of an unknown, I uh you know, I think you can you can get a few bats in there against them.
0: And now I'm gonna take it to Ricky. Ricky, who do you have pitching for the Detroit Tigers tomorrow night?
1: For the Detroit Tigers I have Shane Green.
0: Yes, and Kyle Loesch. Eight and a half total, one forty five in this one. This is a game where neither pitcher strikes out anybody, and we have two offenses that are absolutely getting it done. I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers, if you look statistically at the numbers, you've got to remember, if you're looking at this year's numbers, that uh, we were losing um, Braun playing injured, uh, Gomez playing hurt. I mean, this is a team that absolutely struggled the beginning of the season to get any health, and now they're really clicking on all the centers. Even Aramis Ramirez was out at some point.
1: Yeah, they went back to back to back homers tonight. If you uh, if you weren't sure whether or not that offense was back, and I agree with you, I think that we kind of overvalued Shane Green after his first few starts, and now he's gone back to Shane Green. So I think you can use those you know guys who you would use against righties in that lineup. You can consider Gomez. You can consider Braun, who's who's been on absolute fire, and Adam Lind, who's, who's your specialist against righties. And although the Tigers have struggled at night, you know, I have a hard time looking at Kyle Loesch and saying, at home this team isn't going to score some runs. So Miguel Cabrera's got to be a play you'd like. I mean, Cespedes, Martinez, Kinsler, you can consider them all. But uh, I think Miguel Cabrera is definitely the hitter you want to have in this game. I think uh, you may want to be reserving that salary for him against Kyle Loesch.
0: Yeah, absolutely going to town there. Arizona Diamondbacks Chase Anderson faces David Phelps, seven and a half total. Phelps a one thirty favorite. Uh David Phelps, of course, the favorite of Nando DeFino, my co host on SiriusXM XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, that being said, uh, uh you know what's crazy about this game? The seven a half total, you got two average pitches. Chase Anderson's pitched really well this year and he gets a huge ballpark shift. Uh, so I'll ask you. I don't think I think I know the answer. But would you consider using Chase Anderson as a number two pitcher in two-pitcher leagues?
1: I think it's – I mean, the Marlins are are somewhat mediocre. I think it's not with – you know, out of reason, I think especially in tournaments. But personally, there, there are other long shots that I like better tomorrow that we will get to. You know, I think Giancarlo Stanton against a guy like Anderson is definitely a threat to go deep. He went deep tonight. If you if you're asking me could you use him? Yes. If you're asking me if I'm going to, the answer is no. I think there's there's little to like about this game. I mean, Goldschmidt, you always got to consider. I think his price will be too much. I always like their four hitter whether it's David Peralta or Yasmani Tomas, but uh all in all this game is kind of, you know, mediocre to me.
0: You know what's interesting is when you look at it, Mac Muncy just hit a home run. Did you have Max Muncy today?
1: Oh, man, it's funny because one of the first few <laughs> lines I did, I I had barely any money left at first base, and I looked at it, and he was hitting seventh, and I go, oh, you know, with, with David Ortiz on the slate, I kind of want to get him in. It uh, I guarantee you if I would have stuck with that original lineup and plugged in Muncy, it would have ended up better, but oh, well. St. Louis,
0: Cardinals, New York Mets, Carlos Martinez, Batola Colon, seven total in this one. Good pitchers ballpark. This is interesting. Colon keeps the ball on the ground. Martinez has been erratic, uh, having inconsistencies in his pitching. But the Mets offense is nothing to write home about. Uh, This is a game that I believe I will uh, skip the offense, and I think you can use Carlos Martinez as a two-pitcher in two-pitcher leagues. But guess what?
1: This guy won't be using him. <laughs> I I agree with you. Uh, the Mets not in the top ten strikeout percentage against uh, against right-handed pitchers. So you know they're kind of in the lower middle end of that. I do not like Bartolo Colon against the Cardinals. Who, if you're thrown in the strike zone, I mean these guys have a bunch of guys who mash. You know Matt Carpenter, <laughs> Yadier Molina, just guys who who really scare me. For if you're not not really changing, you know, throwing outside the zone, throwing inside with with mostly strikes coming. I think the Cardinals do good things with it, and I think uh, it's a night to avoid Bartolo Colon. And if you're going to consider one of the pitchers, go with Martinez. But I'm with you, probably won't use him. So uh, let me ask you, do you like Bartolo, do you not like Bartolo Colon because you find
0: he's ineffective and eventually uh, he won't pitch well even though he's been consistent to get the ball on the ground, or are you just not liking overweight people? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, it really the over his overweight persona has actually grown on me. That was my initial, you know, contention against him is that How could a pitcher in this kind of shape be so good? And really, you know, for the last few years, even at the weight and the shape of the age he's produced, so I'm kind of a believer in him. It's really just this specific matchup. You know, if he wants to gain 10 more pounds, I could care less as long as he keeps throwing strikes and getting it done in the matchups we think he's going to get it done in.
0: Yeah, you should lay off the heavy people. I mean, Pitch Perfect's the number one (laughs) movie at the box office.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, and that lady, she's got her own commercials now. She's doing well. Good. Melissa McCarthy. It's nothing against the weight. Trust me. You know, once upon a time, I would look similar. Uh so I it's not hating on the weight. It's just uh this specific matchup. That's my story, and I'm going to stick to it.
0: When we come back, Ricky Sanders, Tony Cicada, Daily Rodo podcast. Uh, We will not be endorsing Chris Christie. Stay tuned for more Daily Roto. We'll break down the world. And, of course, DFS baseball. (laughs) Welcome back to the Daily Roto podcast. Ricky Sanders, Tony Cicada, absolutely hammering out the day slate of... Tuesday, or is it Wednesday? I don't even know what day it is. This podcast is so crazy because we do it at all hours of the night. Last night it was at midnight. Uh, Tonight it's at 10 o'clock. We just absolutely get it done. We're getting ready for Wednesday Slate, people. Wednesday Slate. How about that? You know, it's funny. I'm not the only crazy one. Adel Hummel, who uh, puts together everything at DailyRoto.com, the man, the brains behind the mission, he put the wrong date on the podcast this morning. I had to tell them they had May 18th. That was yesterday.
1: I mean, as a daily guy and just as a guy who's generally spaced out of the world, I never know what day it is. I I hardly ever know what day of the week it is, so I can't make fun of anyone for that. Sometimes I'm even as bad as not knowing what month it is.
0: Oh, that's really bad.
1: Phil Klein
0: and Joe <laughs> Kelly go at it in Boston. Texas Rangers, a nine total and Phil Klein. Ah, this is gonna be a good one. Um, uh, and Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's a guy that throws really hard and people uh like to hit the ball against him, but this Texas Rangers batting order, it has been getting it done, but you got guys like Prince Field who's hitting three fifty, but really with a lack of power, Sin Su Chu has absolutely put it together. Adrian Beltre, we talked about earlier. You look at this, are you gonna to try to attack Joe Kelly or the immortal Phil Klein?
1: The weird thing about the Rangers are they're so incredibly left-handed, but they don't hit righties well this year. And Vegas has Joe Kelly as the biggest favorite of any pitcher tomorrow, which I had to double-check that. You know, minus 168, according to ESPN. Uh, Yeah, that's true. So, I think Kelly is someone you can consider because, you know, matchup based, you know, you don't love the ballpark, but I love his stuff. I love the velocity. If he can keep runners off base, he really is nasty. And if you're going to stack against either of these, I think you want to go really heavy on the Red Sox considering they're such a big favorite. It's a big total. You know, I think that Vegas thinks, and I definitely think against this guy Klein, who's pretty unproven and doesn't look like anything spectacular to me that David Ortiz, Hanley Ramirez, Sandoval, you know, Napoli, Pedroya and even Betts are all guys that I think are in play. I'm gonna you know I would love to get David Ortiz and Hanley into my to my lineup tomorrow. I think those are two guys that you could spend on big and could pay off big.
0: Now, I have Ricky Sanders on this podcast because I truly believe in Ricky Sanders, and I believe the next guy is the guy that Ricky Sanders loves, and he'll be in his uh, pitching rotation tomorrow when it comes to Daily Fantasy. He's one of the three pitchers that I like, but I think this guy actually presents the most limited risk. That's Tampa's Jake Odorizzi. He's only a 125 favorite against the Atlanta Braves, a good pitchers ballpark. He's facing Williams Perez. Rizzi is a guy that could get 10 strikeouts in this game tomorrow. I got him as my number one pitcher on the evening.
1: Yeah, I love me some Odorizzi tomorrow. Uh, I think the Atlanta offense, you know, they some of their stacks lately have been working out, but I've kind of just not been a giant believer in them. Uh, and I think tomorrow this is going to be a situation where Oterizzi takes takes advantage and shows you know, what a good pitcher can do against them. Williams, Perez, you know, we don't know a whole lot about him, but we do know that the Rays really are not the greatest hitting team, even though they got it done tonight. I mean, there are some cheap bats you can consider, you know, Kiermaier and De Jesus and really if you want to go Longoria, but I doubt that will be your best option. But, yeah, I think Odorizzi is going to be the best pitching option on the board tomorrow. He isn't the biggest favorite, but, again, in Atlanta, you know, it, Facing the National League rules, I I think it's a great situation for him.
0: Then you have Sean Markham and Carlos Rodon. Rodon is a guy that you can
1: play, and everybody
0: was on him the first two starts. Now people are going to be off him because he imploded last game. But Cleveland struggled versus the lefties, and they have Santana out of the lineup. He's out of the lineup again. It sets up as a nice matchup for Rodon. The only negative issue, besides all the walks that he throws, is got to be the ballpark.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the ballpark isn't the greatest, but as a you know second pitching option, he does have that strikeout upside that you're looking for. I don't think Markham. Is much of a pitcher anymore. You know, he used to be one of my favorites like three, four years ago, but this is an aging Markham that I think you can use some White Sox bats against. You know, LaRoche is usually a specialist against the righties. You know, playing at home, you got to like him. You got to like Abreu. I kind of like Alexei Ramirez, assuming he's still hitting six. And Rodone, again, like you said, the Indians are bottom 11 against opposing lefties. So he's got that upside. They also have the guys like Ryan Rayburn who kill lefties. So if you don't believe in Rodone, you can kind of go both ways on him. But uh, I'm of the belief that if you need that that second cheap pitcher, you know he could give you those strikeouts.
0: Jason Marquis and Jeremy Guthrie. Uh, Guthrie, a 145 favorite. I'm going to tell you right now, if this game was in Cincinnati, I would stack this game. Eight and a half total in this one. Marquis finally showed uh, he was the real Jason Marquis got hit up last time but you got Kansas City it's a good pitcher's ballpark you still can use the Royals on the top of that order for sure uh, but you look at it and how crazy do you go here?
1: I think you could, you could do some work I mean, you know Marquis has been absolutely terrible against right-handed hitters and the problem with with this team, is a lot of their best guys are lefties, but I almost don't think it matters. I just think Marquis is not a good pitcher. So I'm going to not worry about the handedness of the hitters. And I'm going to say, you know, Alex Gordon, Morales, Hosmer, all, all the guys at the top, Lorenzo Kane, who's been hitting third, they're all in consideration for me. You know, I don't love Jeremy Guthrie either. I think you can consider. No. Uh, I think you can consider Votto and Bruce if you're going to go that route. But yeah. my preference would be to go with the Kansas City hitters because, you know, Marquis doesn't strike anyone out. They make contact. I think they are going to be liners all over the place. What's going to happen, though, is that Guthrie has strong fly ball
0: tendency, so he can definitely get take a shot at this guy. But when we have this Colorado-Philadelphia game with two crappy pitchers going against each other, the Boston game – uh, those guys are going to be higher priced. I, I don't think you can afford Joey Votto to get in your lineup. And then Jay Bruce is a guy you could t- take a shot on. He's a little cheaper. He's a little underchief. So I think you go there. And speaking of that game, Philadelphia, Colorado, Severino Gonzalez gets to well. Uh, welcome to Major League Baseball. Here you go, pitch in Colorado. And Eddie Butler, who walks too many guys. Uh, this is a game that out of the three games from an offensive standpoint, these are the two worst – hearings the pitchers in this three game slate.
1: Yeah, the problem is on at least DraftKings good luck trying to stack that game. You're gonna have to pick one or two of the hitters that you like most and you're gonna have to go with them because there's just no way, you know, you're getting six seventy of these bats in unless you're going with a with a you know, Sioshi Wada and Carlos Rodon pitching staff, which I don't think you want to do tomorrow. But, yeah, have all the games to stack, and I don't like being the guy that says just stack, you know, the games in cores. But this one, with these pitchers, it's just impossible not to like just about all the hitters in it. You know, the usual suspects for the Rockies – the usual suspects for the Phillies. I love Carlos Gonzalez. I love Tulewitski. It's going to be interesting to see how the salaries work uh, to see how many of these guys you can fit in. Best case scenario, I want to go Ross and Tyshe Wada
0: going at each other. Six and a half total. I would love to use tomorrow Odorizzi and Ross, my two pitcher formats. And I usually do. I don't care. I just pay for the pitches, and then I'll figure the bats out after. But with these high prices, I, I I hope I can do this. I haven't put together a team at, at DraftKings yet, but I want to use Ross against the Chicago Cubs. Vegas gives it a six and a half total. It's a guy with strikeout tendencies. I think it's a great matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Lo- you you got to love going against the Cubs, who have some power in in, in Petco Park, which basically uh, you know. Kills power as much as any part there is in baseball. I actually, again, I kind of just mentioned him. I actually kind of like Tsuyoshi Wada, who's really in his limited major league career has struggled with the home runs. He's kept his strikeout rate in, in the 7 8 range, but he really, you know, in Wrigley Field has had a problem with it. And pitching in Petco, I think. You know, his probability for a win probably isn't that great going against a guy like Tyson Ross. But I think if you're going really cheap, I think it's a good place for him to be pitching, obviously. I think it's just a good overall matchup. I think you can consider both these pitchers, Tyson Ross, probably a top two, three overall pitching matchup of the day. But Wada is a guy who's going to be really, really cheap, who uh, could come through for you.
0: Then you have the Dodgers and Giants to round out Brent Anderson, the left-hander, versus Tim Lincecum. Bad ballpark in San Francisco for offense, and a seven total in this one. A game that we could probably just observe.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course would be your preference, too. But I do think that Buster Posey, you know, at the catching spot, who absolutely crushes lefties, is in consideration. Hunter Pence, whose price was way up today. But uh, if it does come down tomorrow, you can consider him. But otherwise, I'm with you with the seat on the bench, you know, watching this one from afar.
0: He's Ricky Sanders, com. Ricky, what do you got over at
1: com? Well, I'm going to be writing my picks now uh, for tomorrow's slate right after we get off with this, so you've kind of heard some of them. I think you'll be hearing, you know, something about the Red Sox offense. I'll try not to mention Coors. You'll probably hear something about WADA. And then, you know, I, I do a whole bunch of things. Not sure if I'm continuing with NBA. That's kind of in the works, but I do, you know, Daily reviews of the MLB slate to see who won, who lost, you know, which pitchers got killed, which were the plays of the day, and try and figure out why so, you know, we can get smarter as DFS players and, and not fall into the same trap, you know, over and over and over. Absolutely great stuff, guys. You listen to Daily Roto podcast.
0: And of course, we've got you covered all week long right here at com. Ricky, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to the article. It's Tony or Ricky Sanders. We're out of here. And, uh, you know, we might not show it, but we love YN Chang. We love him. I want a and Chang teddy bear, and I want to kiss it and love it and sleep with it. And, you know, whatever else those petty bears do. See you guys. <laughs> We're out of here.